Hey everybody, Dr. Mike Reed from Chiropractic Masters. I want to welcome everyone to this master talk. And I'm very fortunate to have um, Dr. Shereen Van Wagen with me live <laughs> here <laughs> at uh, our recording. And uh, Shereen is um, a very special person. You guys know that she's uh, a lady in my life and I'm very fortunate to have her really talk about uh, the Ironman mindset. Now, to give you a bit of background, uh, she was a 2011 Sailor Chiropractor of the Year. Mm -hmm. um, she has uh, been awarded numerous awards for corporate wellness. And uh, two years ago, uh, Dr. Train, you ran the Louisville, Kentucky Ironman, which was a phenomenal feat. So what I wanted to do on this call is, first of all, you can say hi to all of our uh, listeners. Hello, great to see you guys. <laughs> and for those of you joining us live or recorded, Dr. Shereen um, ran an Ironman. If you want to just describe what an Ironman is for those doctors who don't know, Shereen, exactly what it is. A very long day. <laughs> <laughs> a very long day. Actually, a long year. Um, what it is, is actually first you swim over two miles, then you bike over 100 miles, and then you run a full marathon, which is 26.2 miles. So it's a really long day, but honestly, it's not even the mileage, it's more of the mindset that's everything with it, which is the reason why I took it on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if anyone who knows me, I, I actually have done a lot of marathons. I don't really like them, but I do them. Um, but uh, this race I loved, and the reason why I loved it is because it tapped into a different part of my mind, and that's what the true beauty of it was. You know, Nashree, the reason I had asked you to talk about the Ironman mindset is because this is very analogous to doctors in practice. I've been coaching for 17 years, and I find a lot of doctors will give up or quit. I mean, we've all yeah. got shit on our plates. I mean, and some people have pools of shit, and you know, it's, <laughs> and you know, but but the Ironman is is really about mental and physical fortitude because there's many times when you're out there running or biking or swallowing water or getting tired and falling asleep on your bike or cramping your feet that you want to quit mm -hmm. and and the universe really i believe is testing people to accept more right. in their lives so let's just talk about why in God's name would you want to do an Ironman first <laughs> well, of all. You know, it's funny because it's not just I want to do the Ironman. So I think that just as in life when you decide that you want to do something incredible or something big, you the first thing you have to do is commit. Yeah. And, you know, you, you know this, but uh, no one else knows this. When I signed up for the Ironman, I was actually sitting in my practice. I was in my office and... I was actually on like a, a resting period. I, I hadn't done anything in a long time. So all of a sudden I sat at my desk and I called Mike and I said, I'm signing up for an Ironman right now. And he's like, okay, what made you think of that? And I said, because I'm sick of mediocrity. I need to do something to press myself, to really push myself and push my mind into a different zone. And that is actually why I decided to do the Ironman, and, and not that, because of, you know, just wanting to do a physical feat. It was actually the mental feat. Really and, and that's important because you said the keyword mediocrity, and mm -hmm. a lot of people live that life of mediocrity. It's the status quo. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of doctors I want to, yeah. they, they have this craving to break out of the status quo, mm -hmm. to be different, be unique, whether it's a bigger practice or a specialty or, you know, to, to have whatever type of practice. And you said, I'm done with mediocrity. And that, that was... Done being comfortable being comfortable oh. and that was in your life and in your practice because yeah. you're in a whole different mental 
component of your, yes. of your life as well. Yeah. So, you know, that's where I find that this is very common in our profession, that so many doctors, they get comfortable. And I mm -hmm. literally cannot stand that word. The word comfort means complacent. complacent. It means non-growing, which if you're not growing, you're, you're always dying. Growing. Right. It truly means that. So, you know, while this is something about a big physical feat, it was actually a gigantic, I mean, when I say gigantic mental feat, that's actually what it was. And so, and I transformed all of this, transferred all into my life as well. So once you make that decision to do something really big, whether it's you say, that's it, I'm going to see 500 people a week and I'm not going to stop until I get there. Or you say, that's it, I'm going 100% cash when you're all insurance. It doesn't matter what the decision is, it's just making that choice and being solid about it. And, and I, actually what it took me was it took me 850 bucks to sign up for a race. By the way, I didn't have a bike. I didn't know really, how to swim. I knew how to doggy paddle or swim under the water. I did not know how to freestyle, well, maybe across a pool half a length or one length, maybe. I didn't right. know how to do any of these things. All I knew is I could run, right? So everyone has a component that they can do in practice or in life. They do it really well. But then there's always weaknesses in the other areas. But the thing is, is that if you really say, that's it, I'm ready to take on those weaknesses and I'm ready to just hammer them down and do something about it, that's when you really make things happen. So you couldn't swim, or you could swim, but not like two and a half miles, right? 2.2 .2 miles. I couldn't swim a lake. <laughs> so, yeah. You, 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 you never biked over, you know, 100, 100 miles like that. It's 112 miles, correct? I think so. Right? And, then, and then to run a marathon, 26.2 miles, is that correct? And get, the, get the numbers right. But you've never done all those individually, but you're combining all three mm -hmm. of these. And I know you, you, you weren't training like an Ironman. You'd sort of, do what three four months prior to yeah but I trained my mind and that's the that's reason important. that was the reason why I did it you know um you know that's the reason why I was able to do it was because I really really trained my mind I ate extremely healthy that was one thing I yeah. did um I I honed in my nutrition and I made sure I had a great mental state every single day that was my main focus was just to say that's it I'm strong mentally I'm strong physically and it transpired into my physical ability because I was mentally really solid. And at the same time, what most doctors don't know is you were also in the transformation of starting new practice yes. and building new practice as yeah. well. So, you know, so I started over. You started over practice, from scratch, yeah. <laughs> right? So understand, yeah. doc, she's taking on this huge feat. She's training. She uh, started a brand new practice. And on top of all of this, you know, we and could we write. Moved. We just moved. So we could actually write a book on all of it. <laughs> crap that we've been through and yet this is so so metaphoric of of the, the the barriers that we all have in life we get it a lot of doctors out there have issues with marriage or finances or practice I mean the list goes on on health but you you saw the prize you had your eye on the prize mm -hmm. right from the beginning and you said to me I will do this mm -hmm. I'm going to do an Ironman yep. and I'm going holy shit and, and it's interesting as I learned from you I learned that, you know, sometimes that little voice inside your head docks, it says, you know, to give up or you shouldn't do it or mm -hmm. the naysayers in your life, right. you know, like the family members going, why would you want to do that? Oh, everyone like, said it. All my friends, everyone. All your friends, right? Because they, they're not going to do it. No, I, 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 I thought, damn, yeah, raising the bar again. Here we go. And yeah. you decided to, to, you know, pull up your socks and just, mm -hmm. and just do it. And as what's amazing, right, I love about you is that, You've never failed at anything you've accomplished. If you said I'm going to do it, you find a way, and that's inspiring. And that's why I wanted I wanted to get in your mindset mm -hmm. because the doctors on this call, listening to this in Evergreen or on the recording or it might be the replay or live, 
it's it's what is it that you have so much certainty and and fortitude to say i want to do that i will have that and you always accomplish it you know it's i think the biggest thing is number one knowing that you're going to make mistakes knowing that you're going to have weaknesses but unless you really come to terms with those you're not going to grow so you know, if I was to say, oh, I'm a, I'm a great swimmer, or, oh, my practice is seeing 500 when I'm starting over, all of those are, it's not really the truth, right? No. It's, 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 so it's really saying, okay, where am I? Being realistic of where you are and then say, where am I going to be? And not saying, oh, what would I like? Um, there's nothing worse than saying, oh, I'd like to have that. No, what, what will, you, will you not accept? I, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I was unwilling to accept staying in the same place anymore. And that's why I really was like, that's it, I'm doing this. So, you know, I knew that I had an uphill battle because I didn't have the swimming ability. I literally had to hire someone to teach me how to swim correctly. Yeah. Um, I actually remember making, you know, one of our dearest friends now yeah. I met in the pool because he saw me struggling <laughs> and he was like, can I help you? And I was like, please, before I drown, please just because I tried to do it on my own at first. And what I realized is you don't have to do everything yourself. It's okay to ask for help. And you know what? There's so many great mentors in area, every area of life, kind of like coaching, right? So having a mentor when you coach. You know, like having someone to coach you in practice, teach you the right things. I had to have someone teach me how to do this. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm extremely competitive and I am very athletic, but I wasn't good in those things. And I had to kind of, you know. So it's okay to ask for yeah, help. It's I had okay to ask to for help, even right. though I didn't start that way until someone saw right. me practically drowning. And, <laughs> and you, you, had yeah. it, you had it on, you know, for, for biking. You were already an accomplished runner and you teach other people how to run. Mm -hmm. That was but, the one thing I had. And you had a swimmer. So let's go to the event. Let's talk about preparation. We talked about mediocrity. We talked about asking for help. And, you know, I also want to talk about preparation because you did a lot. You actually found nutrition that was 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 tuned to your physiology, which mm -hmm. was really cool. You had everything organized and structured the night before. We had everything laid out. We had your, your, your day bag laid out. So we were organized, extremely organized. And what was really cool is that you know you basically um, knew exactly what to do with regards to um, getting ready and getting organized for that whole day. I didn't. I just made it happen. See, that's the thing. You don't always have to have the answers. You just have to. I saw it in my mind. I saw like, okay, this is how my race is going to go. And by the way, it didn't go as pretty as I thought it was going to go in many ways. But the thing is, is I don't think that you ever saw me not smiling. Right. It's. It doesn't, you know, when you're achieving or trying to achieve something big, there are going to be so many pitfalls along the way. I mean, so many. But the thing is, you have to look and you say, yeah, I'm still doing it. I'm still on this path. This is happening. This yeah. is, I'm getting there. That's all that matters. It's one step closer to that end zone, like to that line, to that finish line. And it doesn't matter, actually, where you, all the mistakes that you make. It, it, so prepping for it, I had already seen it right here. I already knew I was fishing. I'll be honest, I had first to start off with me dreaming about drowning. Then it started, I started saying, no, don't think this way. I need you to think about how are you going to complete this thing? Let the fear go. And then I saw, I started dreaming about crossing that finish line. And I'll tell you, I kept saying to Mike every single day, I said, I don't care if I literally have to crawl on my hands and knees or if I have to walk on my hands because both my legs are broken, I will cross the finish line. And that's, that was a certainty I had. So I think that it wasn't even the physical preparation. 
it was because I had checklists to do that with, right? Which are great to do checklists for yourself. Make a checklist for what is it going to take to achieve that goal? What, what do you need to do every single day? What do you need to do to prep yeah, for it? I agree. And then also right here, you have to know it in your head. So you, you, you saw the end in mind. You already mm -hmm. accomplished it mentally. But let's go into the physical, physical aspect because mm -hmm. the day of your day of your you know swim we had a little hiccup in the bathroom and then and then uh it wasn't your fault but it was somebody else's oh gosh yeah. no, anyway, we won't go into that yeah. it was not me yeah. oh. and we're gonna skip that anyhow but you got into the water yeah. and the first thing you just got in and then i'll let you tell the story how somebody swam over top of you and it could have knocked you out of the race right, right. At the beginning well the first thing i did is i actually i almost panicked um that was i did i panicked when i got in the water because Ironman races, normally what they do is everyone runs into the water and you all start at the same time. At the same time. 2,500 people. Yeah. Right. yeah, but then you have you can kind of choose your space. You right. can kind of go off to the side. Here, what they did is one person, next person, next person, next person. So, and it didn't matter if you were male or female, if you were a fast swimmer or a slow swimmer. So, in the normal Ironmans, if you're a slow swimmer, you get in the back. You know, you don't go right, right. to the front, kind of like a race. You know, the, the you know, fast, fast racers always start. First start first you know in a run so here i am i'm i'm jumping in and i all of a sudden i kind of freak out because i there's all this commotion going on around me and there's only so much you can do to prep for it so it's kind of like life right you you see what's going to happen and then there's surprises so then you have to decide how am i going to get through the surprise so one of my friends said to me the one who saw me drowning in the pool he said think of it as a vacation swim get in your zone and go along your way like all you have to do is stop, pause, then put your head back in the water and start again. He's like, that's all you have to do is just restart. Never give up. Just restart. And so I think that's what people do. They give up they, instead of restarting. So, so we all have, like I said, we all have those mm -hmm. barriers. And it's yeah. just about pausing, maybe resetting. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then pushing then, through. And pushing through. Mm -hmm. And whether it's your right. practice or your, your life, your right. marriage, whatever it might be. And so that first person came over, over oh, the top of you. Then what happened is two men swam over top of me right. at the same time. And literally Push pushed me underneath right. the water. And I think I swallowed about a gallon of water. I came up. I started throwing up in the water. That was, that was how my race began. And to think that I spent the rest of the day smiling, I don't know how. Probably because I was just happy to live. <laughs> I was really happy. But then what I did is I actually, I got this right after that. First, I was freaking out. And then I said, wait a minute, this is my race. Nobody else is going to, to ruin that race for me. I have trained way too much mentally and physically for this. I am in this. And I, I see that finish line still. That's right. So that's where I just said, that's it. No one else is going to take this from me. And you know what? I am going to swim until I get out of this water or I die trying. So that's where it really did happen. And, you know, I was definitely not the fastest out of the water, but I lived. <laughs> and, and you know what? You got through the water. You got on your bike. And it was interesting because you had another hiccup on your bike. Um, remember you were short of water? And then yeah. we, we, we sort of had a, had a yeah. miscalculation oh. on our day bag? Yes. So in um, an Ironman race, they actually do at the halfway point, you have your grab bags where you can actually refuel. Because I was not using any of the fuel that they had on the course. It was processed stuff. I really didn't like it. It didn't sit well in my stomach. It was full of Gatorade and stuff like that. And I refused to put that into my body. I just, I will not put that into my body. So I truly stayed. 
I stayed pure to my core values and to my belief systems of nutritionally what I was willing to put into my body. Now, while that was a great thing, it actually did hurt me because I didn't have anything there. And um, at that race, they didn't put the grab bags at the halfway point. They put it 10 miles after. And so I planned for right at that mileage. And so I ended up running out of water. I ran out of my electrolytes. I ran out of fuel. The only thing that I had in my little fanny pack thing was I had band-aids. That doesn't help me any. I had a salt cap, a little salt capsule. I had a couple of those, but I didn't even have a sip of water to drink. And nobody would share with you. And you had you had riders going by, nobody would share with you. Yeah, I had a gentleman fly by me with six bottles of water on his bike, and I asked him if I could just spray a sip into my mouth. He said, no, I need it. Now, here was one thing. Part of me respected him because I was like, okay, he knows what he needs. Right. That's his plan, right? And he's not going to allow anyone else to break his plan. The other me was like, what a jerk. <laughs> I'm dying here. So literally, I almost passed out on my bike. I almost fell asleep is what happened. I was so woozy. I literally almost fell asleep. And then when I pulled into the station, they actually said, uh-oh, we have a tipper because I was almost tipping over from just – not being with it. I wasn't tired. I, I like right. physically. Just I was electrolytes and, and energy. Gone. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So another barrier, you break through it, kept your enterprise. Mentally, you're thinking, yeah, I could quit, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to accomplish this. I'm busting through these barriers. You finally get off your bike. And I was at the station. I remember being there and you're, she's smiling ear to ear. Hey, I had peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I had that's and a favorite environment, right? Okay. Yeah. So. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was, that was like the worst treat that I had. Um, it was a peanut butter and jelly, and that I was singing to it. <laughs> That's what gave me my smile. <laughs> it, it made me alive again. But then their last little portion, yeah. um, you had to run. You had to run 26.2 yeah. miles, mm -hmm. and you had accomplished the swim, and you accomplished the bike, and now you had this 26-mile run. So mm -hmm. the transition, um, getting off the bike, um, getting into your running gear, what was going through your head at that time? Finally, Finally, my zone, my my good zone. So, so you have a favorite, and like doctors out there, you might have a favorite. You're like is, your yeah. go-to place, mm -hmm. right? That you can always go to that happy yeah. place, mm -hmm. and it be in your head. It could be physically, right? Or the thing that comes naturally to you, like in practice, your you know thing that might be easy to you is talking with patients, or it might be adjusting. asking for that referral, or it might right. be adjusting, it might right. be teaching. Everyone has strengths and everyone has weaknesses and you know it's you can't always do your strengths that is the biggest weakness that people have and that's one thing that the Ironman taught me is all I was doing was running and you know I was doing interval training and also but all I was doing was what I was great at instead of taking on the things I wasn't good at and that actually is what made me more whole actually inside in here and everywhere is by saying that's it you know what I am weak in certain things and I am willing to change those. And you're That's strong awesome. in certain things too. Mm -hmm. So you understood your weaknesses, understood your strengths. Right. You, you really blew through the, the run. It was not a problem for you. <laughs> no, we did have some challenges, right? We so, did. So I actually, another you know, barrier. From, from swallowing all the water, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff, I actually got really sick on my run. So I stopped at every single mile to go into the porta potty because I was sick. I was, you know, throwing up and everything else. But once again, you just keep on going. I think we averaged out 45 minutes. So I did that. 45 yeah. minutes of wasted there. But you know what the thing is? Still smiling. You got to keep on your going. Your first Ironman. <laughs> you keep on going. Your first time you accomplished it in mm -hmm. 15 hours, which is phenomenal. And you got across the finish line, which Love is an accomplishment. And, and, you know, then we sat down. We had a beer afterwards. We celebrated. So, you know, this, this is so analogous.